Hey there, this is Twenties Convos with Wale and Toby, a conversation between two age-old friends about life. And if I get serious to somebody, it's physically important for me to, to be like guys who have like three, four babes. For you to, for you to manipulate it and deceptive, you're, you're putting in work, my guy, you're putting in work. The world. Like as when you're growing up, like the way your parents teach you to see yourself and to treat yourself and to be with yourself. Like for me, that is the start point of body positivity. And everything in between. For example, like spanking the child. I'm totally against it. I'm like, I didn't get spanked. I turned out okay. But then it turns around and then it goes, Did you ever get <laughs> Yep, yep. Let's do this. Um, so, anyways, like Wally said, obviously, um, thank you for coming on. And obviously, today we're going to be talking about what I shared with you earlier. To be fair, like you know, you know, we had that initial conversation where we we're trying to figure out, you know, what would make the most sense to talk about. Um, and this is sort of like a variation on that. But we landed on this. Honestly, why did we land on this, Wally? I don't think I remember. It was just. Um, I think I think it was a series of steps. So there was a time mm-hmm. you told me yourself that that you were bothered with the entire. Um, everyone, everyone, not just women, but everyone taking on that vibe of, oh, um, I'm independent and 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 I'm like, I'm strong I, and I don't need anything, anything. Mm. So I think there was that phase and there was a phase where we were like, you know, like, if we did the episode on feminism, we did not touch on the local nature of um, mm. being black and yeah. how that relates. And yeah. there was that phase. And I think we also had the phase of the culture on, uh, that, that Sandy talked about in terms of, you know, growing up in Italy, Hmm. And so I think I think it was all a mix of all those things that were like <laughs> that is like so I, so I think this topic was like the sweet spot for me in between everything all those three things yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah definitely and you know when I was putting together the episode notes like it's when you always discover like there's this new thing or there's this whole like thin around it and like with the strong black woman stereotype and just general black woman stereotypes um it, it, i think it was just very interesting to see like all the stuff all the work that has gone behind it but one thing that i felt a bit uneasy about was that it seemed to pretty much relate like all the evidence out there all the stuff out there seems to relate pretty much to like black american women or like women in the u.s or in the west yeah. right and so for me i was like okay like does that mean it doesn't affect other black women or like this is just what the research has shown itself to but we have a black woman here who is a mixture of <laughs> of everything you know today and it's just going to be fun to hear her thoughts okay so my first sort of like what i wanted to start from is uh-huh. Sort of like, you know, for, for you, Sandrine, like, what would you say are some of the popular stereotypes you think men in general um, have about Black women that you've either heard or experienced yourself? Like, just some of them, examples, basically. Yeah, so as I said, there's strong, independent Black woman that can take everything, that doesn't need help, and all of that. She's mm. stronger than the rest of the world and all of that. Mm. And also... They're more like, um, as you said, that there's a lot of um, like contents and elements in the Afro-American images. Mm-hmm. But as I can say, it can affect, you know, the rest of Black women as well. Yeah. So uh, Jezebel or the mummy and all of that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it affects both women and men. It's crazy, yeah. but it happens constantly. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, care mm-hmm. of, you know, the domestic. Not only mm-hmm. that, even if you're around friends and other people, Black mm. woman is always seen as like the nanny or you know the more carer person of the rest of them. So yeah, yeah. So you you've touched on definitely like the three like those three stereotypes that are like they've given them names, which is the mommy, the Jezebel, the Sapphire. 
Um, we'll get into those like at some point mm-hmm. within the episode, but like for you personally, like living your everyday life, you know, what are some of the stereotypes that have been targeted like at you, for example, right? Or maybe Wally to start with maybe what stereotypes do you have? Like <laughs> when fair. it comes to <laughs> when it comes to black women. Yes, let's let me push it. I wasn't ready for that. I know. So come again. Or the or the, what what did you ask? Like what's so like, why know or think about? Yeah, yeah. So okay, let's start with stereotypes that you've heard men generally say about black women, besides the official terms. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one that I've seen and actually witnessed myself is the anger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, angry black women. The angry black women. And I think I think they I think sometimes they equate it with the culture and passion. And just the way we generally relate. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's a black woman thing or or the Africanism or the culture part of us. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I think that because there's some there's some I was somewhere where um, there's a bunch of us um, talking, yeah. and then and then there was this girl. Obviously, she was black, right? But she was, she was black British, and and she was talking about something, you know. And to me, she was just talking, right? Mm. But she was talking passionately, and I know that's what it was. And then, and then somebody was now trying to counter it after, and was like, you know, like, like we don't have to get upset, you know, we don't have to get really, you know. And then she, and then she went like, I'm not upset, I'm not mm. upset, I'm just trying to make my point. But mm. at that point, I, I knew what she was talking about because I was like, yeah, she's just, she's just like natural way me and this baby usually chats, right? It's just yeah. natural banter. But <laughs> again, it's like that idea of them being angry just probably sticks out in those kind of things. So that's mm. one thing I've seen. Mm. Um, and that and that one I've obviously seen is obviously uh, probably body types as well. Um, mm. You know, um, and I think that's 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 just culture from music to TV to even us as well talking about women <laughs> and you know big big body etc. All of that. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> you ask, may may you ask me for stereotypes that, that I that I know right, and I'm answering right. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Uh, <laughs> go on. Um, I think one more will probably be the the uh so this is not this, this is not a stereotype per se, but I think I think it's just general level of disrespect that black women get mm. from which 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 for me I think I realized it more when I moved to the UK. Um and they get it from all fronts, right? Not just from um non-black people from from also from black men as well. Yeah. And and it sucks because you remember when I spoke about um interracial dating with Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I was talking about um how you know I read I read a couple of things about interracial dating in the US real research. And you know, black women, you know, because obviously according to Western standards, in quotes, you know, black women do not fit those those um those standards of beauty as 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 you see on TV, then then that also affects how they're seen interracial dating wise. Mm. Um I'm going to I'm going to detail on that yet, but that's also something I've seen, the level of disrespect that black women get. Mm. And I'm not sure why. I mean, I can guess why, but I think there's probably multiple reasons why that's the case. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this is time, like Sandrine. So, for, from you, like based on all what Wally has said, how many can you relate with, and what are your thoughts about all of them? them? <laughs> she said all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, as he said, uh, mainly the causes because of the media they have created this image. So a lot of people, especially black men, but even not black people, they sometimes they don't even know black women like that. But they they only have those stereotypes that they're based on. Mm. So um, as you said, you know, being vocal, being loud, sometimes for the image that they are used to have to see black black women quiet, 
or this mm. is what they expect it to be, to, you know, to be assertive, to mm. just follow, you know. So whenever mm. you express how emotional with, um, you know, disagree on something, they call like angry or, you know, problematic <laughs> or crazy mm. or whatever. So we are not allowed to express our emotion, how we feel, because mm. we're strong. And how does that make you feel generally? Like, you know, in your, like at work, for example, if, like, I what is it? No, I just, you know, I just express myself. I mean, I'm not, I don't stay silent. I always have to make my point. How are you taking your problem? Arrogant because I'm a very straightforward person. I'm a quiet person, but if I have to say something, I'm going to say it. Mm. So, but see, when I do it, it's, it's seen, it's been seen differently when other people do it. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting you to do it. Oh, yeah. and, okay. and, and in some cases, I think, you know, when, when you face that level of disrespect sometimes, you know, in different forms, you know, um, I know we use the word microaggressions, um, which, mm-hmm. which personally, I, I have an issue with that word personally, but, <laughs> but I know it exists. Um, what? Micro, micro, what? What do you have issue with the word? With word microaggressions? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Microaggressions exist. I know they exist. I, I see them every day. But I think the word itself, the concept itself, is a tricky concept to use. The fact that it has an aggression that is micro. Mm. To me, if, if you deconstruct that and look at how subliminal sub, sub, message is sent, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. So what I'm, what, what I'm saying is, for example, right, I'm in an office. And I've got a white colleague who comes and maybe gets gives me a card, right? A birthday card. Mm-hmm. And maybe the birthday card has some um some some relationship with me being black, right? Mm-hmm. But in his world, that that is some form of, you know, um I'm me trying to relate with you. Yeah. Trying to try trying trying to, you know, should I embrace your culture, whatever. But in reality, it was a stupid gesture. Mm-hmm. Right. Now. There's some similar things that we class as microaggressions like that, right? But the intention that he had in, in that in that in that in that um scenario, intentions were not bad intentions, right? Mm. But it was still stupid and ignorant. Now, mm. if you call that a microaggression, right, it almost does not save us from the realm, from the zone of mediation where we can tackle that issue. Because just because of the word aggression in there, right? So I guess my point is I'll prefer I'll, I'll I think there's a better word to use for everyone to be on, to understand what that truly means. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone who is also non-black. Now, I probably don't have the right way to explain this because I didn't come in here thinking about this word. It's just, <laughs> it just it just slipped out. Yeah. But, but I guess my point is just like micro. I, I agree, microaggressions exist, but I just think it's not the best word we can use to explain microaggressions. That is my point, and I'm saying that because in my field, I deal a lot with words. Like words matter a lot to me. And how we explain concepts naturally so, so maybe that's why i'm over deep in that but let's not let's not dive on that let's not let's dive close that, that chapter and then <laughs> let's close that chapter yeah so what were you saying um, um i was just saying that i i i it is weird because even when you get disrespected everywhere you go i'm i want to say disrespect i don't mean people have to shout on you every day but yeah. just certain messages right hmm. you almost have to maintain that form of strength Mm. I have to maintain that form of, you know, um, I won't take shit, right? And because because you have to do that because, again, you get shit thrown at you every day. Mm. So you have to not be able to take shit to be able to advance. And it also sucks because it also means that you have to do, like, double the work 
that men have to do, but also at the same time have have half the emotions that we have. Because if you have the same emotions that we have, then you're seen as double the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like it's like this messed up loop of like, you know, endlessness, which also leads to what you said when you said, you know, it makes you suppress your emotions, which again it's not really great because it does harm our black women, does it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of women, they are they have to keep, you know, the mask, or as it said, they have to keep it you all know, together to don't fall into the stereotypes of being aggressive or loud or, you know, uh, mm. angry all the time. But sometimes, it, as you said, you just ignore it or take it. But we are human as well. So sometimes you don't, you cannot take it anymore. Mm. There are a lot of people that are like suffering inside, they are suffering from stress you know, psychological stress or from trauma, so anxiety, depression, just because they be thinking it too much without even asking for help, without, you know, expressing themselves, without, you know. So, and then it becomes, it's still sometimes too late, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's very important to understand the responsibility that we all have as, have as a human being and yeah. to start treating black women as normal women. They have to have yeah. let, let them help, you know, open windows and room to be vulnerable because we rarely see the images women as vulnerable yeah and 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 with your background right um because i know obviously you're you're obviously african like direct i don't mean direct african (laughs) what i mean is like um okay my words are feeling me so that so that thing put me on the spot earlier it's kind of destabilized my thinking but yeah what i mean is you grew up in italy but you're originally from congo right and and obviously that means that your mom grew up in Congo. Yes. Yeah, that's what I want to say. So I want to say you are a first gen immigrant. First gen. <laughs> second, second. Second, second. second yes. Yeah. So, second, so, first, so your mom. So your mom is a first gen. Yeah. 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 So either immigrants, to be honest, because I wasn't born there, but I was in my culture is mixed, as you said last time. You remember? So yeah. I was always raised with certain ways, uh, African okay. families, but at mm. the same time in our Western. You know, environment. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's proper mix. I cannot divide it. I'm sorry, but yeah, that's um, fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we, um, like, uh, like I said, like we, we human beings don't have to be black or white. We can yeah, be yeah, a yeah. good. We yeah. can be a good, good bowl of salad, and we we'll still be juicy yeah. or delicious. Um, and I was going to ask. I'm saying, like, do you think there's a difference between you and your mom in terms of you know how you see yourself as a black woman? And why I say that is, my mom, right, who is um in nigeria um born and born and raised in nigeria um if i speak to her about black woman stereotypes she may just be like what are you talking about fam like <laughs> like what is this just because she'd never had a conversation before right and i think a lot of us well three of us on this um chat right now we've gotten to a point where we've 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 felt some level of awake awakening or we've gotten some level of education where we can identify self-concept identify you know, where we fit in society and why and where we are this way. Yeah. And I'm saying, you know, thinking about that, you know, you know who you are, you know what stereotypes people might place on you and how you tackle that. How different would you say you are from your mom who probably, you know, did not grow up in the same environment that you grew up? And I'm, when I say environment, I mean the time you grew yeah. up and as well as the physical environment. Yeah, I think it's more the environment, mm. more the time, sorry, because as I said, we're more equipped, we have more information, we have the knowledge, we have other people already speaking up on this. So we're more prepared and we have, you know, arguments where we can communicate while we, while we experience it. My mom, for example, I remember when she was telling me about an episode that she was leaving, you know, in the um, workplace and all of that. Mm. But 
sometimes I think she never really fought it, quoted because she told her, what, what can I do? You know? mm. So I think we, we don't just take care of it. As a second generation and living like a millennial generation, we are we are we have more privilege that is that we talk can talk freely. For example, now with the internet, with the, you know all these media and social media and stuff, we can say our own. We can speak for ourselves. We can you know address things that we don't we don't agree with, disagree mm-hmm. with things that our mothers, our generation couldn't. So they they had to stay strong. They have to ignore some stuff, but. As I said, we are women. So in one way or another, it can affect us. Even another time, it can affect us later. So I can say sometimes that my mom is a product of have to be, especially as a single mother, has to be strong because, you know, this is what has been expected to you. But I know that maybe she hasn't been always all the time strong, but maybe I couldn't say it because she didn't want it to show us. Mm. As for me, when I would be a mother, I will make sure that other people around me my kids, my you know, my partner, whatever they know that I'm a human person, so I, um, I can suffer as you can suffer. I need the thing. Yeah, as well. yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you raised a particularly interesting point because you know when we're thinking about these black women stereotypes, I honestly didn't really think back to my mom in that sense because again, it's just one of those things that you feel particularly like. I'm sure that experience it. I mean, obviously, yeah. in Africa is different, but. When they came here, I'm sure they have experience. Experience, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which then ties to the point about environments, right? Which is like in in Nigeria or like in West Africa or just back home. I feel that, you know, it's because it's also subtle and unspoken. The effects of it is hard. Like it's, I think it even has a bigger effect in the sense that they can't, because you can't even attribute it to that or they don't know that that's a thing that is affecting the way they are. Like, you know, you know when, when you, Think about the mommy um, st- stereotype. The person is always nurturing, putting herself first before, putting herself last before anyone else. Either the person is a child or the neighbor's child or something like just this sense of community and nurturing that, you know, black women are supposed to espouse in that sense. And mm-hmm. for a typical black woman in Nigeria, like that, that's just the standard, right? It's it's normal. But, you know, <laughs> but technically, I, I think there's an extreme of that where people then expect that every mother should be that person right which is why when we talk about postpartum depression like you know it's becoming more of a conversation now because like you said a lot of women have access to these like sources and can now talk about these things but think about like 20 30 years ago our parents like they probably didn't know what it was and they probably lambast a woman as evil or something because yeah built a certain yes. way about now yeah. oh she got crazy because of witchcraft oh yeah exactly which exactly oh my yeah, god level of aggressivity or you know being sad and you don't even understand that this is caused mm. by this exactly because so, they're like you know you have, you have a baby you're supposed to feel happy about your baby and all of a sudden like you know you don't want to see the baby and they're looking at you like like what <laughs> like what's actually wrong with you in that sense and but sorry to cut you you were saying sorry no, 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 you're right. You're actually right. So that's what I'm saying. We are privileged because now we have the, a lot of you know, information, a lot mm. of knowledge, but we are equipped. So mm. it's very important that we take the responsibility to share to people that they don't know it in order to you know, break the cycle. Because mm. this is, sometimes it's subconscious, as you said, that your people that are in front of Nigeria, they expect it and they see it as normal for a certain level of it. But mm. it's not, you know, mm. because as we said, for example, my mom, she was telling me that when she was young, even she, even when she was the, one of the last of, of 10 kids, um, 
she was she will she'll be the one who would give the responsibilities of the house and she'll be the housekeeper mm. and for example when she will come late at home she will still need to prepare food for her brothers and all of that you know just because of a woman so. mm. no, no, man. yo honestly yeah that preparing food thing man is on un- so undefeated because mm. like when I get back from work just here and I'm making food for myself, I'm like, bloody hell, man. I just want to eat right. this is stress. Exactly. And, then, and, and I think I, I think about those days whereby my mom get back from work and then I weigh like, you know, where's the food? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, um, you know, it's crazy. But again, thankfully, my own upbringing was um, very early on, as early as I was as 12 I was very, very independent um, in terms of making my food. Um, so me folding my arms, for waiting for food, that pretty much ended when I was 10. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, 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 because it was probably when my mom traveled for like a while, it was just me and my dad at home. Um, but let's move on to the uh, stereotypes in terms of the Jezebel one. Yeah. The the one where black women tend to be appear, what's the word I'm looking for? Promiscuous. Appear to have a lot of promiscuity. Thank you. Promiscuity, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Now that one, when I first, maybe because I'm a black man, right? But when I first read that, I think I first saw that for the first time as a concept, as a stereotype, four years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, really? Like, do people actually think black women are like that?" Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I didn't think that way because, again, I'm I'm surrounded by black women, right? Come, come, mm-hmm. come, come, come from Nigeria. But to me, like when I first learned about that stereotype, I was I was shocked. Right. But then, like, when I learned about it, I, I began to see it through mainstream media and understand that this yeah. was actually a real thing. Yeah. But I, but I never actually deeped that that was a perception. So, like, Sandra, like, do you have that kind of experience, like, in work so far, like, Italy, in London, wherever? Yeah. So, as I said, so I would say that, as we said earlier, that really depends on the environment because some um, stereotypes that are more them they have more impact in the western society than in africa mm. so i'm not surprised to say that maybe we did it before because we they consume less you know uh, pop culture music and all of that yeah. that we mm. do so we have already this perception this image that has been portrayed for years and after years mm. but personally um, as a being a black woman in italy which is something that is rare let's say <laughs> So you get a lot of attention. I wanted attention, a lot of weird questions for mm-hmm. anything you can even mm-hmm. imagine. Not only black women, even black men. Um, but it's something that sometimes you just get used to it. And mm-hmm. You don't even react anymore because you know that okay, this is normal, but it's not normal. Have you ever had to deal with being a non-black man's, um, fantasy. what am I looking for? Fantasy. Oh, God. I <laughs> <laughs> <She> said, <laughs> And that's true, but that goes again with slavery, I think, because obviously we know that what has been made with black women bodies. So I think they have they have this sense of power, you know, other yeah. about that. But yeah, so I think if you go deeper into some into some beliefs, there's a lot of racism. Yeah, because um, as um, um, as a black woman, like I can imagine what it feels like to. Okay, not that I can imagine, but I have a little understanding what it feels like to to maybe like you meet a white girl and she makes a joke saying, Oh, we'll have really cute mixed race babies, that kind of joke. So like I, I can imagine what it means to be seen as somebody who just just for your color, you you mm. you present an a bad product or something. And never like, been taken seriously, especially like professionally, you know. 
So yeah. that's why you have to overcompensate to be perceived as a serious person, or you can even enjoy your freedom of being, you know, a woman because you know that if I'm is a little bit of this, they're gonna I'm gonna fall into the stereotype. So you have to be very controlled in your image as you you know sit as you talk as you dress. So it's mm. quite a, it's quite tough. Not something that really that you think about regularly in terms of your, your image. Do you like try to do you are you are you very conscious about your image outside? Yes, unfortunately, yes. Because I know that the way I'm addressed, the way I dress, but also the way you know I behave, mm. the way I'm addressed. Mm-hmm. And before you know me, you already have a perception. perception. Yeah. And yeah. then I can confirm that perception or I can dismantle, but you already have one. So it's quite stressful because people don't meet you just to get to know you, but they they think they already know you. Yeah. You know? You know, and you're bad sometimes, most of the time. Yeah. So, so, so I'm hearing all these things now. And like, well, it, obviously, when you read about something, you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen it. But like to hear like directly from you, like, you know, all these things that you're facing and all the things that women technically have to face, like, I, it just feels a lot heavier. Like, I don't know, for some weird reason right now, because I'm like, sure, I know when I want to go out, there are a few things I need to think about. But like, as a woman, I, I think it's kind of like the intersection between not just gender in this case as a woman, but then gender plus race because, you know, you're then black. And so it's like a double edged sword that doesn't really let up at any point in time. Um, but maybe let's move away from the, I guess, the negative stereotypes or let me not presume. But is it possible for any of these stereotypes to have like a positive effect or are stereotypes generally just all bad? I think a stereotype, even a positive one, is always bad mm. because you're pre- really like a prejudgment or something, you know. Mm. Even mm. thinking, oh, all black women. I mean, it's not a good, it's not a positive stereotype, but can dance or can twerk or something like that. Oh, mm. they are, I don't know, anything. But it's you're still, you know, limiting me, you mm. know, mm. preventing to get to know the real me, even if it's, it's a positive one. Mm. So, but there are obviously there are some positive stereotypes, but the stereotypes for me is never a positive thing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I see, yeah I, I mean, I see what you mean. It, you can't, it can hardly be positive because just because you, you might class some, someone. You know, so it's based yeah. on something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and w- once you face that, you have to then battle out the stereotypes. So either you try and meet it deliberately or you try and fight against it. So the, the bottom line is you put somebody in a form of battle automatically, which they don't yeah. have to be in. And lots know, of so. women, sometimes they sub- subconsciously they take care, like they have to meet that stereotype. Yeah. The positive, yeah. as, as I said, a strong black independent woman, or even, I don't know, being so loud and expressive. Yeah, I know so yeah. quiet women that nerd, they like reading and staying at home, <laughs> but they don't fit into that. I'm, I'm serious, I'm serious. They struggle because whenever people meet that, they're disappointed because of, they don't, mm, they don't yeah. fit in the character. Do you think that some of that has to do with men as well? Like the role yeah. black men play? Yes, because, sure. Cause, cause my theory is fundamentally, I th- my theory is a lot of this is, is a lot of this is black men's fault. <laughs> and I'm not saying this to be a feminist, sound like a feminist, nope. But if you, if you think deeply about it, Think deeply about it. A lot of it 
is our fault because I don't know if you saw that John Boyega's uh, video that that time when he um doing the um block George Floyd um protesting that he post, posted I think this was um April or May or June mm. that 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 he was just giving a speech about about racism and then he, and then he eventually led on to say you know black men take care of black women and and then he began to break down as we're saying it I don't know if you guys remember that clip I remember John I remember Boyega. I remember that clip. Yeah. Yeah, like when he said that, like I, I was, I was watching, I was watching the video just like normally. I was watching the video, but when he said that part, that part hit me. I don't know why it hit me, but it just hit me a lot because that's that looked very, very sincere. Like that video looked very sincere, and I, and I feel like he said that from a point where he knew he, there was a pain behind it, and that pain behind it came from I think maybe his upbringing. Again, I don't, I don't know much about the guy. I don't know what or somebody has saying. I don't know much about the guy, but. The point is, I think a lot of us have a role to play in those stereotypes because yes, yes. let me give you a, good, a very good a very good example. When I first moved to the UK, I had a number of friends, like two, three friends that asked me and said, Oh, yo, Wally, have you been have you been with a white girl yet? And I tended to just say, Why? <laughs> right? Like, why? Why is that important? Why does that matter? Now I know I'm I know I'm sounding like a saint right now, which I'm not a saint, but I'm sounding like a saint right now. But honestly, that was that was one thing that I actually never understood. And they asked me, oh, they asked me, oh, how far have you been a white girl yet? I'm like, why? Because that's like that. shown white women as well, but like positive. When we're talking about positive prejudice, as the positive ones, exactly. More feminine, more you know, innocent, more sub- exactly. You know, all the exactly, office. exactly, <laughs> and. And it's like, and, and, it's, and, and it's like some, it's like, it's, it's like some of us feed into that narrative of placing them on a pedestal above yes. our women, yes. right? And doing that, we also contribute to that disrespect, right? As well, yeah. but also we also contribute to other people being able to disrespect them because we ourselves don't respect them, yeah, right? Yeah, because they they don't have anyone else. I mean, besides us. So, for example, other ethnicities, you're gonna see that they're gonna, you know, protect the women or value the women. And we have white people, you know, we have racism and we have all these stereotypes and mm. we have no one that's actually support us and protect mm. us. Yes. Yeah. And that is why... are the first ones that, you know, they have all these negative things to say and all these negative behaviors against us, which is the product of prejudice. Yeah. Even... even um, as well, because I think it's trauma as well, because... Most, most of us have been raised by our moms. So, you know, we have, we have sure. the same song and all that. So you have that Im- image, which is like a product of so many things, but you don't realize it. You don't you don't see that as a human, you see that as a robot. So you think that they can take anything. Where you see the others, counterpart, the white version, as a, you know, more women. Mm, and, and even trauma is, it goes by, goes by generations, right? So... You go, your mom goes through something, she passes it down to you as a byproduct without her knowing. Yeah, yeah. You face the same thing. Take take that trauma down to your own life. And it's like if you look at if you look at the top, it's 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 there's somebody somewhere who could have done something and said, you know what, stop this, right? Stop that. And and that's why I say where we black men can come in, because I first mentioned the pedestal thing, but another thing that we do, which is messed up, which I've heard and seen in clubs around, is guys say, Oh, well. Um, the black girl will give me too much stress, you know, if I try to move to her. So let me go for the for, for the white babe. And there's never been a time where I've heard that and that's made sense to me. 
Yeah. Right? Because, okay, it makes sense in the sense of, yeah, men are binary, just, just want to f- and, and that's just it, right? Okay, yeah, I get that. But it doesn't make sense in the sense of, don't you see how that reduces yourself to a level of lower value if you if you attribute something and say, well, okay, if, if, if you want to go for a job, if you want to make money, you, you wouldn't say, oh, yeah, I'll just apply to McDonald's because McDonald's is an easy interview and I'm going to apply to KPMG. No, yes, from you. That, that's you, very, yeah, that's very related how you see, if you see yourself. So yeah. we, talk, we talk about, you know, self-eating and all of that. As I said as well, the trauma, the, you know, the, the experiences that we have from our own family and all of that. So sometimes people, they just want to be dis- dissociate with that, especially mm. when they have like, negative experiences. Mm. But as I said, as you asked me earlier, you know, the difference between, you know, our generation, our parent generation, mm. you know, my experience, I think it's more like a cultural thing because the way some black man can perceive you know, uh, white women is more related to the culture, you know, how they've been raised, you know, and we are being raised like a more strict way. And, you know, if you put even you know, um, religion and all of that, we have so many rules, that, things that we don't do, we are not accepted. So we don't, we're not that free, you know, if, you're, if you know what I mean. Mm. So sometimes we go to the easiest way because that's the cultural thing. You know, mm. some things are allowed here that were not allowed back home. You know, and we are not allowing people to live here. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest, I'm not going to agree to the narrative of you know white women are easier. I'm not going to agree. To no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not no, saying no, that. no, 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 no. I know, no, I know, I know. I'm saying like based on what I said earlier about 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 guys saying that because in the end there are if you want to use the word easy, there are easy black women too. So you know, there's there's easy women around the world, right? So, but the thing is, they've been made to think that for some reason, and and that's exactly. the problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting so what, what do you guys think like just shifting away to say the roles of industries and things like that so like what role would you say the media has played in all of this i think we've touched on it a bit but for example right if you look at nollywood industry in in nigeria um the the problems or the images they spew of most women is you know again the notura or you know that's goody two shoes or this um, person that or the I, witch, or the witch, you understand? Like it's just it's always extremes. There's never a normal thing, right? If you look at you know Genevieve's movie, the Lionheart movie, she became a boss, and everybody had things to say about it. It's like, okay, so even when I was watching Bridgerton, like I don't know if you guys are watching the show. Like honestly, I found it hard to get through the first couple of episodes because you know it was a time when women were treated, and honestly, I don't think. There's there's some differences now, but women were essentially property in that in that movie, right? Just marry off, do all of those things, and even the conversations the women were having with their daughters. And I'm just like, I was like, my head was just like glitching in between. So, what would you say, like the the I don't know, because Sandrine, you work in the media industry and things like that. So, like, what exactly is the role for the media and all of this, or is it like first the job of the black man Wale to start to push a, a proper narrative about you know black women generally, or you know, is the work too great that it has to start from sort of like on a more global scale? I think we all have responsibility as as women first to speak, you know, our truth, you know, to create space where we can speak our truth. Mm. So this is why we see involved, you know, in panels or with my radio thing, you know, because I believe that uh, there's not enough representation, you know, there's no different voices. We only have as we said, as we summarized earlier, three different, you know, images, but you don't see the reality. There's so much more in the world that we don't see, you know. Mm. So if you're, if you're following my show, you're going to see, you're going to see, for example, journalism, or you're going to see 
entrepreneurs are going to see creative because that's what, you know, the world has. But as a black woman, sometimes we, you know, we are penalizing that because we don't have space to be represented for who we are, especially in a positive way. So mm. this has first responsibility to just, you know, show the world what we got and who we are, our, our truth. There can be also negative truth, like being vulnerable or need help or you know that, but also a positive truth as, you know, be brilliant and be, you know, happy people, not always angry all the time, that we smile and, you know, we enjoy life and we take care of ourselves and, you know, we put ourselves first and all of that. And as I said, also men have the responsibility, especially black men, to help us, to be ourselves, to protect us in, that, in this because it's a fight. You know, I can see that there's resistance to let women in general, but black women as well, to be, you know, what they want to be. Mm. Either is your great with it, disagree with it, but just let us be who we want to be, you know, without having to resist to put us in, you know, boxes or give us labels. Because most of the women, especially in our generation, like millennials, we are multidimensional. We can do so many things. You know, we're not only one side, you know, we can be professional, we can be, you know, light and free and we can be spiritual. We can be so many things. So sometimes I feel there's a limitation because of all these stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And certain black men, especially because I think we all have siblings or cousins or aunties, you know. So it's just starting from home and taking outside and show the world where we go, who we are. But how though? As a black man, for example, like, what exactly yeah. can black man black man do um, you know, from home to sort of like support this? Okay, let, let, let's let's look practically. If you have a sibling, you know, your sister, either is younger or older. And you see that she has more duties than you have just because, you know, she is a girl. You mm. can stop that and say, why? No, let me help you in this. Or, you know, um, for example, she, you're, you're pushed to be more professional or to, you know, to achieve just maybe your sister is more groomed to, for domestic roles or, you know, to find a husband. And you can stop that because maybe our, gener- our parents, they didn't know better, but we do. So mm. as a Man figure, you can stop there and say your own and support and help your sister or mm. even, you know, encourage her to find herself, to love herself, especially because I think most of the things come from lack of self, self-love, you mm. know, that which is the consequence on all these negative comments and behaviors and but, expectations. Wow. You know? And also media, but to be honest, I don't rely on media because <laughs> it depends who is behind it. Now, yeah, really, absolutely. So I think we should make the change. You know, we don't, you shouldn't expect, you know, to, for Hollywood or whatever to show what we want to see. We, we, should, we should create it. And we can now, in 2020, we can, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, how about you? What, what do you think? I think the one thing black men can do is at least, at least like on the bare minimum, don't shit on black women. It's as simple as that. That's, that's the bare minimum you can do. Even if you have no function of common sense, if you have no bravery, if you are just... A simple thing, simple thing of the world. Just don't share on black women. Um, and if you have any courage beyond that, then you can take up the good struggle to fight. And when I say fight, I just mean fight against um, the norms that are just not norms that will help us progress. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Um, not fight against you know somebody on Twitter. Fight against not not like not that kind of fight because those ones are really productive. Mm-hmm. But like Sandrine said, fights the fights that you can control and you can win in your family, in your close circle, mm-hmm. in your surroundings, in your workplace is easy peasy. But also, 
relating back to what I said, um, if you're one of those men who think, you know, you're probably, um, and again, it depends on what kind of black man you are. So if you're a black British man, second generation immigrant, third generation immigrant, or you're third gen immigrant, mm. which different perspectives. But from my end, um, don't be that kind of person who, you know, you like black women, but when you then make it make it big, you say, oh, no, I want, I want to get the white man's prize. Every every black I mean, man, every black footballer out there, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's again that 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 itself is another good debate, right? Um, yeah. Why why is that a trend? You can say it's just always oh, love. Some of it's love. I agree, love yeah. exists interracially, absolutely. Um, but sometimes you see a trend where the trend cannot be data can be love, right? Yeah. Love is it's it's too it's it's really that way. Um, so don't be that way as well. Because even even besides women, I think you also see people who actually, black people, actually, when they get to top places, they ignore that black people, right? Ignore men and women together. So it's, 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 it's just that kind of mindset that you just have to drop. Um, but yeah, I think I think most, most importantly is, is learn from your, like know about your family trauma if it exists. Mm. And, All right, that's a good and, one. Mm. And why I say that is like there's so many things I learned in the last five years that you, you just begin to see what they meant many years ago. Mm. Right. So for example, somebody mentioned, I think it was you or Sandra that mentioned um postpartum de- depression. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when I learned about that that recent, I think it was like two years ago. Some I was I was like, it was like an oh shit moment in my head because I remember I remember um somebody who was was my cousin's friend something like that mm. and i remember that when she had a baby we're not seeing her as much right we're not seeing her as much as as we thought we would see her and i remember one time where where we we're all talking about it in the living room right and I, I just realized that actually that could have been what it was you know mm. again one, one thing that also blew my mind as well in terms of getting getting educated is i never knew that miscarriages were so common mm. yes right i was so, about to say that as well yeah. When we're talking about the myth of yeah. the strong woman that we don't even sometimes we don't we don't get the proper care. Yeah. We, you know, that we see as you know strong, invincible. So when we are complaining or in pain or hurting, hmm. they don't care. So there's a lot of women that there's miscarriage or the they're dying to the when they're giving birth and all yeah. of that. So um, they're not really taking in consideration because we're seen as tough and strong okay. and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And and again. The, on the other end of that is then where you say it's our own fault, where we then say miscarriages are, are not normal that we should talk about. And I want to say our fault is on one end, you have the 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 other side of the table where, you know, from, from, from non-Black people, Black men are seen as strong or super strength, super, super powered humans who can take all pain in the world and pain that ends up killing them. That is one end. On the other end is, is those of us in our own culture who... Who who don't who don't realize that miscarriages do happen on a not much more normal basis, mm. and when a miscarriage does happen, they then stigmatize a the woman. Like, like 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 growing up, I know how many movies I watched Nigerian movies, Nigerian mm. bloody movies that I watched that when a woman has misses a baby, loses a baby, yeah. she's pretty much witch hunted down as 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 some form of terrible person. Mm. And then I grew up to to this age I am now, and I realize that one in five women have miscarriages. I'm like, what? The Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm crossing. I shouldn't cross. Like <laughs> one in five, one in five is such a very, very short ratio that mm-hmm. if I knew that ten years ago, I w- there's the main things that I would not have been 
bothered about. Like, obviously, I don't have a wife and a baby coming, but I'm saying, like, in my surroundings. Yeah. Right. And I actually just realized that I know two people, mm-hmm. two friends. Well, one is a friend and one is a friend's sister who, who mm-hmm. like, who've lost, lost a baby, unfortunately, like, in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if this was me still back in, in those days, I'll be thinking, what did, what did they do wrong? Why did they lose a baby? Why, mm-hmm. you know? But now it's like, I've I realized that this is actually common. Like, it's not something that we don't talk about. It's common. And it's not something that we should, we should, you know, stigmatize or blame or, you know, just, just that. So I, I guess that is me saying that's our part to play as well. Yeah. Um, Especially because coach. in that moment, the woman is so in, so in pain because she has yeah. lost her baby. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like a tragic tragedy. And exactly. It's, it's when she needs the most support. Support. And most of the time she doesn't get it. Yeah. So again, we're talking about supporting each other, being close to each other, you know, being helpful. Maybe there's not much that you can do, but except being there, you know, yeah. and give room for us to be vulnerable and to be yeah. able to seek help because sometimes we don't want to do it because we don't want, because we know that whenever we speak, it's always taken like a negative way. So sometimes mm. we just, yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and also another thing that I wanted to say, because sometimes I have, you know, a lot of conversation with my male friends because they come to me because I think that we have a lot of misconception about each other. So how we suffer in some extent, I believe the men's as well, they have their own fight and their own stereotypes, they have yeah. their own masks. So I believe that in our community there's a lot of Caucasian problem because I believe that if we came together we speak honestly. We will be much, much more supportive and more understanding of each other's needs, you know, and how we can come together. Because when you ask me, how can I do that? Ask your mom, ask your sisters, you you know, I I can can speak for myself, but what they need, you know. Mm. So I think it's very important. It seems like a banal thing, but it's very important that we come together and we break all the images, like negative images that we have, you know, among each other. That's the main solution, even more than asking Hollywood to, you know, portray a successful and it comes from us and then it goes and beyond. Because if we we carry on with some negative images, you know, it goes from generation to generation and it becomes subconscious and repeat the narrative. So we should do the work around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what I was going to say, two things I was going to say, first of all, about the media, basically, in the sense that, you know, there's just, there's so much more to the Black women and the Black culture that it's weird that whenever we celebrate things in Hollywood and things like that, it's always about this one particular type of, you know, Black woman, either, like, it's it's really weird. I know now they've tried to improve things, but even, even the things they've improved are still these idealistic, like, you know, images of black women and stuff like that. Um, But obviously you can blame that on the fact that a lot of these shows don't have black writers on them or, you know, people that actually have experienced this culture. But even on that level, how many black men actually take the time to understand all that is going on? Because half the time, right, when when a, a woman is being vulnerable and a guy is supposed to be there, they kind of like take advantage of that as opposed to offering support, right? I think black men are known for taking advantage, like let's not, not men in general, to be honest, right? Which is why it then just feeds into this reinforced cycle where even as a woman as well, you you know you should be vulnerable, but you're scared what that vulnerability is going to come with. Not just in the sense that someone might see you as weak, but they might actually take try to I take advantage of you in that sense. So, you know, I'm hearing all this now. And honestly, one thing I'm taking away from this conversation is, is not to be passive about it, right? Like, because you can know something and, you know, hate it, sure. 
But then that's still a very passive feeling as opposed to like Wale said, taking the next step and actually, you know, in your immediate circles, what conversations are you having? And, you know, how are you trying to educate yourself about some of these things? Because um, I've definitely taken a lot today in the sense that, you know, when I'm having conversations with black women, like these are some of the things that I'm sure they probably want to talk about, but not until I ask basically. Right. Cause yeah, no, no one, <laughs> no one wants to be. No. Seen. <laughs> let me, let me give you one, one more thing. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that I think I realized this last year that out of out of all my female friends, black female friends, yeah, there is no one that I've met that's that's said I've never had a sexual um assault yeah, experience yeah, yeah, of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I, when I, I, like when I realized that, I realized that bloody hell. What are we then talking about? You like know, it's, it's, you what we're speaking it. about? Oh my god! Like you know, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And I mean. Of, Obviously, like to different levels, but sure. it's crazy that the numbers, the yeah. data, the ratio, like almost everyone, yeah. it's, it's it's ridiculous. But, know, but then again, like you you sit down thinking that yeah, if it's, if it's not about me, then they should be fine. Everyone should be fine. But yeah. man, when you ask people around you, like ask your friends, your female friend, your sisters, yeah, what she what she have you been through? You would probably get a t-shirt and wipe your tears, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, but the funny thing is, if yeah. you think about like Ti, for example, I don't know if you heard about the drama, the you know, the, all the arguments, the gossip thing that were happening. Like I think last year, that mm. he, you know, it was so strict with our daughter, daughter and yeah. the virginity thing. I don't know if you follow it. And basically, if you think this same man that is respectful with other women, and then we are scared with their own daughters and all of the sun that they become so you know jealous so attentive Trash. and i've also seen it with some of my friends being very you know crazy and you know so i said this is part for some times with women but then when they become father now all of a sudden you know they are they care about it or they're scared and all of that so it can it's a sad, it comes back that's why i say it's everyone's responsibility yeah and some of those guys is it's just karma that they're scared of they're scared yeah. of yeah exactly you know they know what's up you know what's up you know i think we said we spoke about this on the bad boys players and demons episodes and stuff but okay maybe to wrap things up right um and based on this the previous points we made about the fact that you know as guys with friends with women black women specifically asking about these things and just like digging deeper to offer that kind of support how like on one level i think that it's good on another level i'm thinking is it possible that it can also be weird like like sandra and i like how would you i guess what is the best way or approach for like a guy friend to bring up these conversations or this does it depend on the level of relationship because i'm thinking obviously if you just met someone you're still talking with the person although this is an important conversation to have maybe that's not the time to have it or is it like you know whenever it needs to be had it should be had or i'm just thinking like in terms of like actual practicality when can these conversations come up and how do we bring them up as men i think like in everything in general is also it's always important to ask first because sometimes, because we all react differently. So I can tell you about myself, or maybe another person is more private or sometimes something they want they don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or maybe need, you know, to have a certain level of feeling safe or you know, feeling mm-hmm. I can trust you. Know? So I think the best important the, the you know, the most important thing is to ask first, can we talk about this? So do you feel comfortable if I ask you this mm-hmm. and see how it reacts? But I think it comes on a level of 
confidence, but also feeling safe, you mm. know? Because mm. if we don't feel safe, we don't open up. Mm. 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 It's yeah. powerful. It's powerful. Well, honestly, like, this has been... <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously, just to add to that, yeah. before, before, before you conclude, I think one thing you can also, we can also do is, which is a simple way, is there's somebody you want to talk about something with, maybe a friend of yours of the opposite sex, and you're not sure how that might go. You can start with a simple social media clip, all right? Simple as that. So take a clip from Twitter, from Instagram, send to them. That's that's on the topic you want to ask them and see how they deal with it. Um, it's something that I've done before about something that I wasn't too sure how she was going to. Um, you know, hundred hundred topic, but I was just worried. Mm. And if and it kind of just serves as a good way to get into the conversation. Mm-hmm. But then you you tend to know what the what, what the bounds are from that from that axis. But again, like Sandra said earlier, communication is key because when I realized the things that I did not know before and I know now, I realized how much I could have known before if I spoke about it or knew about it then. You know, so you know. If you don't talk to people about these things, and, and when I say talk, I don't mean, and I keep saying this, I don't mean talk on Twitter. That that is not that's not a conversation like one to one, one to one chat where where you can ask, counter, criticize, you know, talk about things frankly. That's where you can know what people are going through, not just commenting. Yeah, so you know, that's my two cents on that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you both have said it all, to be honest. And I'm glad we started the year on this sort of like sober, but also very reflective mode as well, which obviously will set the tone for the rest of the year. But again, what one thing I'm taking away is the fact that these are conversations that need to be had and um, there are different ways to involve them and just get going and get speaking about them because we kind of keep just like, you know, internalizing and throwing a blind eye and, you know, being angry whenever we see something on Twitter. Like what you said, Twitter, like once something is being conversed on Twitter, like for me, it has reached a point, like maybe that's a starting point. It should, it needs to get off there and, you yeah. know, get deeper into, into proper things. But now there's clubhouse. Now people are jumping into rooms and talking about the very interesting things. Um, but that's a story for another day. But Sandrine, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on, you know, I think I've been very quiet in this episode because I've just been, you know, m- taking mental notes about a lot of the things that you've said about these things. And, you know, I'm sure we'll, you know, have more conversations about this or something or something else pretty soon as well. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, any last well, Sanjin, Sanjin, before you go, I'm just going to tell everybody about um, yourself, your, your radio show, your IT page, everything, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So I'm Sanjin, co-founder of Africa Investment Club. And yeah. And what's your more. and what's your Instagram um handle? S U N slash dream. Okay, awesome, awesome. Cool. So yeah, for everyone listening, check out Sandrine's page. Um, she does a lot of good stuff. Um, but again, Sandrine, like Toby said, thanks a lot for coming down. Uh, actually, you didn't come down, but thanks for showing up on, 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 <laughs> on, <laughs> on the online distance. See, I'm I'm still in, t- in 2019 right now, pre-pandemic. <laughs> um, Life I'm not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, hopefully we we'll get back to, to normality soon. Um, but yeah, have a good day, good evening, and a good month and a good year ahead as well. Yeah. Happy, you know, <laughs> Happy New Year to you. All right, See you later. Nice Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Yes, people. Hi again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Twenties Convos. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe, smash like and follow buttons, and you can also share with a friend that you think might enjoy it. We release new episodes every Monday, but in the meantime, you can also keep the conversation going and keep in touch with us through our Instagram at Twenties Convos, and that is Instagram at Twenties Convos. And we post polls, videos, and quotes of all our content all week. Remember, again, it's at Twenties Convos. Till next time. Have a good one, guys. Look after yourselves. Take care and peace.